Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled My Requests. Here we go. Don't waver when it comes to me. I need a man who consistently means what he says and says what he means. Don't practice to deceive me. Let your yes mean yes. Let your no mean no. Strive to keep your word and I'll strive to keep the go. Strive to keep your word and I'll strive to keep this glow. Be true to me as I am true to you. God's blessings increase. They don't decrease you. Eye contact is important to me. Please don't make a promise that you refuse to keep. I don't like playing silly mind games. It's important to me that I can trust my man. Communication is a must for me too, because without that, you can't really build trust. These are just a few of my requests. Now, can't you see that I don't have time for nonsense? So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And we're just going to freestyle like we often do on these episodes. I don't have anything plan to talk about, but I will tell you what has been on my heart and on my mind. So on today, September the 8th of 2021, I have celebrated my mother's 64th birthday. A couple of days ago, on September the 6th of 2021, we celebrated my dad's 71st birthday. And so these are very monumental birthdays simply because we are in 2021. So the fact that both of my parents were able to witness another year is a blessing beyond measure if you were to ask me. Especially in the midst of a pandemic. And so I thought about life. I thought about how much it's a blessing to be living in this season. It's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to still be able to speak to you all and to be able to really and truly speak my heart what's on my mind I don't take that for granted I'm very 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 grateful and I was on my way home 
<laughs> Spending some time with my daughter, my youngest baby. Um, a little shout out to my beautiful, beautiful young princess. She showed me her grades on today and she is doing phenomenal. So for those of you that are unaware, um, my youngest child is high functioning autistic. And so to see that she is now in high school and that she's doing such an amazing job, I treated her on today. And on our way home, see what I love about our dialogue and what I love about being around her is that I get to see the unshy side. So a lot of people that come that she comes in the midst of, they see the, the side of her, the introvert side of her, where she doesn't say much. She may nod her head. She may speak. She may not speak. Um, she hears everything that goes on, but she just picks and chooses when it is that she will entertain you, so to speak. And so one thing that I love about the time that she and I spend together is that I get to see that side where there is no sense of she's so comfortable around her mom that she she gets to be herself she gets to be her true authentic self no judgment no nothing and she gets to be free in that so I get to see those sides of her and I don't take that for granted I absolutely love that and so I just love to watch her blossom I love to watch her come out of her shell I love to hear her laughter I love to converse with her. And it's so funny because even when she and I, because she's still a teenager, don't get it twisted. So even when we have our little moments where we're not seeing eye to eye, we bounce back so quickly. Like both of us have that heart to be quick to forgive. And so we don't hold it against each other. So being in each other's presence, she makes me a better person. Being in her presence makes me better. And so... um we're having this conversation and we, I was trying to get home. This is what it boils down to. I'm just going to make it real quick. So I was trying to get home. Um, I went to go hug on my mom and love on my mom for her special day. And then it was already late when we headed out there. So I was already feeling some type of way. Plus I had received some bad news earlier in the day. So emotionally I was drained, but I wasn't going to let that stop me from going to love on my mom and so in the midst of us getting ready to go I remembered <laughs> that even though I have young adult children at the home they're still my children so I wanted to make sure I grab something for them to have to eat even if it's not tonight it would be tomorrow you know just want to make sure everybody's good and so I'm doing this as I am trying to get home at a decent time. So <laughs> the time was late, very, very late. And so um, I don't know why, but we were, we were, I was going and avoiding traffic, but I'm a people watcher by nature. That's just who I am. And so I tend to look like if I see people, I just, I'm a people watcher. So we see the, these two young men, they are about to cross the street. They are walking their dogs. Again, the hour is late. So I, thinking out loud, not realizing who my audience was at the time, my child, <laughs> I say, 
this is like the perfect time to go walking because this evening time is, you know, not a lot of stuff going on. And then it registers to me. I'm having this thought out loud. Like I'm not thinking it. I'm saying it out loud and my child can hear me. So as soon as I say it, I want to retract it because I literally was like, I mean, well, maybe not because she said, we're females. Maybe it's a good hour for men to be walking around this time, but we're females. So then she begins to say, and it's hard for me to like, you literally had to be there, but I'm gonna try my best to describe because the next thing she says is snatch. And so what she was stating was, if we tried this as women at this hour, walking the neighborhood, we may get snatched up. But she didn't stop there. She did a whole improv. And when I tell you, the way that she described what it would sound like if we were snatched up, what was meant to be serious, she made it comical. Now, I pray that this no one has been in that situation where they've been kidnapped or anything of that sort because that's nothing to laugh at. But to listen to my child do an uh, instant improv and just the whole scene, I could see it in my head and how she changed her voices and how she, I mean, how, how she changed her voice and how she literally, it was just, it was one of those priceless moments. First of all, I laughed until I cried. Let me just put that, just everything she said, how she said it, the way she said it. It was, and all I could see, and she even laughed, but all I saw was my baby coming out of her shell. So this, this semester, she's actually taken theater arts. And I don't know what they're teaching them in theater arts right now. But I saw my mini actress. I saw her. I got a glimpse of her today. I got a glimpse of what she is capable of. Um, and it is a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing to watch. It was a beautiful thing to listen to. Um, because she is slowly but surely coming out of her shell. She is slowly but surely learning who she is unapologetically. And so to listen to her and to see her, like to, you know, feel her humor and to see what it was that she was narrating in her own little way, the way that she was narrating, it was so comical. It was real, but it was so comical how she did it. And I wished at that moment that I had caught her on somebody's tape because it was just a beautiful thing to listen to for me. Maybe not for everybody, but for me, because she's come such a long, long way. And it was, it was beautiful to me. It was beautiful. And um, to hear her laugh, there's something, it's something about a child's laughter. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you're going through something, let's say you are going through something and you turn on a social media site and you see a little bitty baby giggling at a song or giggling at their mother or father acting silly. There's something about that laugh that just changes your mood there's something about that laughter that just lifts your heart there's something about that laughter that's just so absolutely beautiful 
And so as I listened to my child laugh, she's trying so hard to, you know, be serious. But as I listened to her laugh, I was like, see, it's moments like these that you can never, ever, ever get back. It is moments like these that we are supposed to cherish. It is moments like that that we're supposed to, not necessarily the content of what it was that she was improvising, but the fact that she was taking the time out to make what was a serious situation light of it because we take so much seriously nowadays. We sometimes can't even find the humor in some of the most humorous things because we're taking everything so seriously. And I'm not saying that we're not supposed to do that, but sometimes it's good to just release all of that pressure on our minds, on our hearts, on our souls, on our spirit man. Sometimes it's just good to laugh, to cry, to breathe. And I mean breathe, to be consciously aware of your breathing. Because we don't even realize it. Sometimes we could be so overwhelmed by stress that we're holding our breath for a long period of time. And we don't even know it, that we haven't even exhaled. So on the Apple Watch, and I'm sure maybe it is on um, the Fitbit, but on the Apple Watch, what I noticed is that whenever I'm wearing my watch, I've noticed how I'll be deep, 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 deep into working and I'll get this little ping on my watch and it's like breathe. And that might seem like it's just so, so small, right? Like, it's, oh, it's just so small to be telling someone to breathe, right? But what I'm noticing is that it makes me consciously aware. When was the last time you just took in a deep breath? You've been so focused on these little bitty small breaths, right? But you're not like... You're not expanding your lungs. You're not trying to consciously breathe. And so when I realized that, okay, this this actually might not be a bad idea for me to keep this on my wrist because maybe I have been taking breathing for granted. Not even knowing that I was taking it for granted. But truth be told, with everything that's happening right now, Breathing is a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift. Breathing is a gift. And so as I listened to my child laugh, I laughed so hard. Maybe I laughed because she was laughing. I don't even know. But as I listened to her, it made my heart fill up with joy. The pressure, because on our way home, it was so much going on. Because I feel like people drive even crazier now. So there was so much. I get anxiety sometimes really, really quickly um, because of me being in a 
an accident. So I was in a car accident where I was rear-ended. That's how we found out that I had a tumor in my brain is because um, when I was in the accident, the vehicle that hit me um, actually pushed me through a light in the car seat. My daughter's car seat um, hit me in the back of my head. And so I ended up finding out about the tumor in my brain, quote unquote, on accident because of that accident. And so um, ever since that accident, I don't talk about this often, but it's my truth. Ever since that accident, I do have a level of anxiety that manifests unannounced. Like it just depends. So for someone, if there if a car follows me too close, I'll have an I have a panic attack because I remember looking in the rearview mirror and thinking to myself, these people are about to hit me and not having anywhere to go because I was at a red light and I'm trying to abide by the law. And they did. They hit me and pushed me all the way through the light. Not only by the grace of God did I and am I able to live to tell that story because had it not been for him on my side, the traffic on the opposite end could have been coming in my direction and it could have been a fatality and I could not have been here to tell the story but God and so I literally suffer from anxiety when it comes to people following me too close when it you know it's and and I've had people that have witnessed it they've witnessed me have a full-on anxiety attack in the midst of my driving um and it's all because that's a trigger for me. So as long as I'm aware of the trigger, sometimes I try to do little things to get my mind off of the fact that this person is following me too closely. Um, the fact that I don't know why they wait until they're right on my bumper to decide to hit their brakes. Yeah. And so for my daughter to create the type of atmosphere that caused me to relieve that stress through laughter for me that was priceless because it repositioned my focal point and made me focus on her and her jokes quote unquote um as she did her little improv it made me focus on that instead of all of the chaos that was happening around me and so that moment I probably replay it over and over in my mind for quite some time because it was just that refreshing to me um and it did cause my anxiety to cease it caused my anxiety to cease and maybe she was having a level of anxiety seeing all these cars get, being as close as they were but what i loved about that experience that i shared with her is that she found her way of escape she found it through humor, but she found it nevertheless. And I don't know what your trigger is. I don't know what you suffer from. I don't know if you've had an experience that tends to manifest at the craziest of times um, in terms of anxiety. But I know that that's something that I suffer from. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, I've learned how to cope with it. For the longest of times, I did not even know that it was anxiety, truth be told. It took for me to go to counseling 
for me to be pretty much after they did the observations and all that kind of stuff, asked me a thousand questions, then it, yeah, it was determined. I was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder from my car accident. It didn't help that I found out that I had a tumor in my brain. It didn't help that I had to go through brain surgery. It, it doesn't help that I have a tumor in my brain again. But what I'm learning is that you can get through. You can truly get through if you are surrounded by the right type of support system. And your support system may not be your selection. Your support system may not even be who you think it is. But if you pay close attention, I believe that there are angels encamped around us. Sometimes they come in the form of our children. Sometimes they come in the form of our our spouses. Sometimes they come in the form of our friends. And sometimes they come in the form of strangers. But if we pay close attention, there are angels encamped around us. So that we don't have to weather certain storms alone. And so today, I truly believe that my angel was my daughter. I truly believe that she was my heaven sent on today. Now, there's a lot of days that I believe that she's my heaven sent. But today in particular, I truly believe that she was my heaven sent. And even when we had a little moment, because honey... It's two things that will cause my 15-year-old to be like, uh, yeah, I get to see those other sides. It's when she's hungry and when she's sleeping. Anytime she is one or the other or both, I am going to see a totally different version of her. (laughs) But today we bounced back quickly. And it was so funny because at one point, See, because I'm all about solutions, right? So when she was like, oh, it's so late. Oh, I just want to go to sleep. And I just looked at her and said, you do know you could let your seat back and, and go to bed, right? Like, you don't have to wait until you get in the bed. You can actually, I'm the one driving. Uh, You're not. So, you know, you could just lay back and get you some sleep. She didn't like that. However... There's one thing that she says like all the time and that little girl, I love it. I just love her so much. She is something else. So there's something that she does. She's 15 years old. <laughs> she's 15 years. She's going to come on here one day. Lord say the same. I pray he does. Cause um, I need for y'all to meet my baby girl, but there's something that she does all the time. And she's so serious when she says it. And it makes me crack up every single time. <laughs> so let's say I'm just like, okay, I've been doing my deliveries all day. I'm kind of tired. Or if she's like, mom, can you take me to the store? Cause I want to get me some snacks. And I'm like, Ooh, my goodness. I, I can't do that right now. Like I'm really, really tired. Mind you, she has never been taught to drive. But the minute that I tell her, nah, I think I'm going to take a nap, she'll be like, let me drive. <laughs> or whenever we're at my mom's house and I'm just like, okay, Ariana, give me just, just give me, give me 15 minutes. Let me just close my eyes. Let me rest for a moment. Let me recover. And then we can go. She'll be like, give me the keys. Let me drive. <laughs> and so I believe the irony 
is that, first of all, I know that she's a heaven sent. I know that this is one of my angels sent from heaven. One of the things that I love, I absolutely love about this child is that it doesn't matter what she goes through. People tell me all the time that I'm resilient. I look at my daughter, actually I look at all my kids, they're all resilient, but I look at her and I'm like, she's the resilient one. She's the resilient one. And so any parent can tell you, there always seems to be at least, if you have multiple children, there always seems to be one, two, or maybe even three, if depending on how many kids you have. Remember, I have six. So, but what I've noticed is that for every season of my life, it wasn't just about me having the child. What I've noticed is that for every season of my life, each child that I've had, there was a purpose for that child in that season. And I know this may not make sense to a lot of people, but those that know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. And so I feel like in my latter years, this child right here was meant for this season because number one, she keeps me youthful. Number two, she truly carries me in the spirit. So she knows when I'm hurting. She knows when I'm frustrated. I don't have to say nothing. She just picks me up in the spirit. She just picks me up in the spirit. And she's been this way for a long, long, long time. And um, I just am at a point that I'm grateful. I'm forever grateful for all of my children. I love all my children with all my heart. And, um, but I believe that she was placed in my life for a season such as this because she's just so, oh my God, she's just a, she's just a joy to be around. She's just a joy to be around. She's a joy to serve. I serve my children anyway, but she's a joy to serve. And when she knows that I'm getting frustrated, that's the thing, you know, because you got to be able to be real with your children too. So it's like when my child knows that I'm being frustrated or that I'm getting frustrated, that's a better way to put it. There's a way that she handles me. And see, one thing that I've learned about life and about personalities and all of that is that everybody cannot handle you in whatever mood it is that you're in at any given moment. Some people can only handle you whenever you're in a good mood. Some people can handle you when you're in a bad mood. Some people can handle you when you don't have a mood at all. But it's like not very many people can handle you no matter what your mood is. And this child can. She's that child that'll be like, uh, can you say please? You, you you left off, please. Can I hear please? And I know some people are like, girl, you the parent and she the child. I learn from my children. I am still a, a student. I allow my children to teach me. Do you know that that's one of the reasons why I am no longer in a wrong marriage? Is because I listen to my children. I listen to them tell me that the person that I was married to, that that whole entire relationship was toxic that it was volatile, that they were scared because they didn't know if something was going to happen to me dealing with someone like that. 
So I learned from my children. I learned from my children. And so, um, and I listened to them. I may not always agree. You know, we have some heated conversations sometimes um, because I don't always agree with their perspective, but I listen to them nevertheless. I feel like children can be wise too. So I've learned a lot from them. I've grown with them. I've grown because of them. I still got a lot of growing to do, but <laughs> I have grown because of them. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to go through storms with the people that you love. It's a beautiful thing to go through good times with them too you know they don't always have to be bad it really doesn't i know sometimes it's like oh my goodness yeah i mean yeah i've had a lot of highlights but i've also noticed that everybody can't handle your highlights so i don't talk about the highlights as much because everybody can't handle your highlights but um and that's okay the people that are meant to handle it those are the ones i share it with <laughs> the ones that can't handle it sorry for you so so sorry but um yeah, everybody can't handle your highlights. I've learned that too through the course of my life. It's like, mm, yeah, you might not want to share that. Uh, you kind of know who you're dealing with. Yeah, they're not going to be able to take that. They're not going to be able to, yeah. You know, they seem like they're happy on the surface. But when you start to get down to the nitty gritty, you know, they start feeling some type of way. Their tone changes. The way they look at you and talk to you is different. Yeah, just keep it to yourself. Don't even say nothing. Just, you know, rejoice silently. Um, then when you get in front of the right people, you can rejoice openly. Because they're rejoicing for you. So, yeah, I've learned that. I've learned that, um, yeah, the hard way. But, um, so, yeah, my baby made my day. She made my day. Made me laugh. And um, she passed. She's passing all of her classes and... I know for some people, it's just like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do, right? If you only knew, this is like a breakthrough moment for us. This is um, an amazing testimony um, because the storms that we have weathered as a family to be able to see her on this side of the rainbow is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I'm just extremely proud of her, extremely proud of her. And um, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be the mother of all my children. I really, truly am. So, so grateful. God has smiled on me. He has truly smiled on me. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I was telling someone earlier this week, I know God loves me. I know it beyond a shadow, of, a shadow of a doubt. Like he's my very best friend. Um, I know he loves me. I love him too, but I know he loves me. And he has shown it in so many ways that sometimes I am just simply in awe because he doesn't have to do what he does, but I'm glad that he does it. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. I'm going to read a letter to my future hubby, and it is dated September the 8th of 2021. Here we go. Dear future hubby, today is my mother's 64th birthday. Two days ago, 
we honored my father's 71st birthday on Labor Day. My parents have been married for 44 years and together for 46 years. What a blessing to say that my parents have aged one more year in 2021, especially when so much is going on in this world right now. Sometimes it's hard to keep up. However, as I think about the blessings that I too have had the honor and the privilege to experience, I also think about my current relationship status, single. If I'm completely honest, although I have some amazing friends and family members surrounding me who make it a point to see about me, quote unquote, on a regular basis, and although I am grateful for them, there are times when walking this journey in singleness can also be a bit much. For example, I thought about that saying, single by choice. <laughs> I've lost count of how many times this statement has been my go-to statement when asked the question, why are you still single? However, let me unpack my rebuttal for a moment. Yes, I am single by choice. However, if I allow myself to elaborate on this one statement, the truth becomes this. I am single by choice due to a lot of wrong choices I've made prior to coming into the reality that I held the power all the while to make better choices. Therefore, once I came to myself, I decided to remain single until I faced my demons focused more on healing within and rediscovering how to love myself unapologetically so that I could teach people how to love me in hopes that my purpose partner would eventually manifest and reciprocate all of my love, all of the love that I have to offer him. As I journey through life with him from love, therefore, in the meantime, I am single by choice. I look forward to crossing paths with you, my king, my purpose partner, my reason why. Hold on, let me figure this out. What does it say? My reason why. Y'all, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> oh, my reason why transitioning from singleness will be such a glorious thing to experience with you as the two will eventually become one. However, until then, I'll embrace my journey of singleness 
because the God within me is telling me that the God within you is worth waiting for. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.